Hi there, I'm Dobbin at Boolean Tunes, and today I am joined by Bludet, which I think I just pronounced correctly. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> I'm joined by two members of Bludet. Could you please introduce yourselves? Dennis, go ahead. Yeah, my name is Dennis. Uh, I'm the bass player and main songwriter of Bludet. Yeah, and I'm Hilda, and I'm the singer of Bludet. Fantastic. Thank you for joining me. We're recording this just about a month after the release of Death Mother. I've had a lovely time with it. My experience with it is that Church Road shared it to us uh, nice and early, so I was able to listen to it throughout the summer. And I even visited Sweden and got to listen to it in Sweden. So the first times I was listening to it, I was sitting on the buses and it felt very fitting. Uh, so I, I really love this album, so congratulations. How are you feeling about the album a month after release? Yeah. How has the response been, you know? Yeah, kind of overwhelming, you know, uh, when you're recording and uh, living in the middle of, of uh, the songs every day, you kind of lose touch with what it's like to just listen to the songs. So it's been a very nice feeling to be able to, to understand that people actually like what you're doing. It's a great feeling. It's always weird. You don't really know how people are going to react. And of course, we really like these songs. That's why we recorded them and released them. But uh, we got some great reviews. So of course, that's really nice. It's not everything. And we would have liked our songs, even if we have had gotten bad reviews. But yeah, that was nice. We even got like a 10 out of 10, which was like Weird. surreal. <laughs> Very cool. So um, this record is really significant for you as a band as well, because this is your mm -hmm. first work without Ricky and yeah. you've dedicated this record to him. Could you talk a bit about uh, that experience, how it has changed the band and maybe how it changed the music and things? The music on the album was uh, pretty much uh, written together with him, most of it, uh, before he passed away. Um, he had a uh, 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 tumor in his brain for about eight years before he passed away. So uh, uh, I guess you can say that his disease affected the sound of the band uh, because of that. But on the other hand, he was never in the band uh, before he was diagnosed with cancer. So, so uh, it's hard to say if that made a difference or not but the songs in the album were recorded i think one month after his uh funeral the music itself like i said was written with him and still in the band so he he put his like personality and his mark on 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 the songs um, so the songs themselves i mean weren't really influenced by by uh, his passing, but the recording was very much colored by the mood and the kind of surreal feeling to not only lose one of your band, band members, but also one of your best friends. That was uh, rough, to say the least. I think it also brought us closer together and 
Ricky was very like in the end he really wanted us to see each other more and rehearse more together oh. uh, that was like one of his last wishes and that's that's really you know heartwarming that he wanted to hang out with us more and I feel like it really brought us closer together and maybe opened us up you know being able to be more vulnerable uh, with each other and I think that's that's really good when you play music and you you kind of have to be vulnerable you have to be able to try new things and yeah so I feel like it it glued us even you know more together and I think it also gave us even more of a motivation to keep going forward and uh, we were just uh, on a short tour with this will destroy you and the ocean and we really felt like you know ricky would have loved this yeah. and that made us enjoy it even more yeah. so he's still very much present in everything that we do uh, and especially when we play i feel like he's he's still there you know in a way yeah and i mean like hilda said he really even though he couldn't be there all the time, he really pushed us to do, to keep going. And he, he while he was still uh, able to communicate and be himself, uh, he really told us that no matter what happens to me, I want you to keep doing what you're doing. I would be even more sad if you stopped, stopped doing this band because of me. I know that the last two months of his life, he had really severe severe dementia because of the tumor growing in his brain. So he was um, he was far from himself. The last the last time I saw him, the last time two weeks before he passed away. And uh, one of the things he said to me was that uh, the only band I the, the only band I ever wanted to play with was. Uh, was with you guys because he played with like a million bands over the years but the only band that he kept uh, holding on to even though he was really ill the last I would say two years uh, this was the only project he wanted to be a part of and looking back it might not have been like the best idea to record no. an album that close to him his passing but I think we all felt like we just want to be together yeah. uh, and that other people around you didn't really get what we were going through. So we just wanted to be together and play music because that's that was our way to be close to him, you know. Wow, yeah. Um, and I think, you know, given that he helped you write the material, yeah. uh, I think what's really cool now with you as a, as a whole group of people, as a band, is that you can look back at, you really do now have a discography you've got the two eps you've got a full lp uh, and you were also able to do say you performed at in the uk at arc tangent <clears throat> not this year but last year so uh and that's just the little bits i know about so you clearly like achieved a huge amount um with ricky as well so yeah that's yeah that's, yeah, that's amazing yeah and we actually got permission from his uh parents to use a lot of his equipment to record 
uh, stuff that he would have played on on the songs. Like we we made an active decision to how do, how do you say not like put his guitar and his amp all over the recording just for the just to do it. Uh, we selected certain parts of certain songs where we for sure knew that this is what he would have done and this is how we, he would have done it. Uh, so that that also felt felt very important, like to really play his guitar, use his guitar amp, which still which is still in our rehearsal space where he where he had it and his guitar hangs behind it on the wall. And that that also felt important to like, even though he couldn't be there, we, we did our best to copy what he would have done, like as a tribute. I think also we used to be um, three guitarists in Blue yeah. Death. Uh, but now we're only two. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's it's very important to us to like, or I think it was really good for us to not have to replace him. Uh, so now we we play with two guitarists live, and it works fine. It's yeah, yeah. We just had to adapt, but I'm grateful that we didn't have to like replace him because that wouldn't have been possible. No, no, that's very true. We realized pretty early that uh, you can't just replace the person i mean you can't just uh, we'd rather play without him than than someone else and i think he's happy (laughs) we did that too and also would you want to put the pressure on a new member of the band like you you're replacing the person died I don't think that's fair to to anyone. Yeah. I think yeah. it also has affected our sound because Ricky was, you know. Wild. Liked, yeah, he was a wild guy. He liked, um, you know, he played in a very special way. He didn't use any effects, only the amp distortion, and it played mm-hmm. hard, hard as fuck. <laughs> so I think, like, because yeah. I feel like we have taken a turn to, like, and have become a bit more soft. Yeah. Uh, we play a bit more mellow songs. And I also think that is an effect of uh, him not being in the band anymore. I think I see what you mean on that. If you go back to the first EP, some of the guitar work on that is really it's really wild. Yeah. And it's, mm-hmm. it's instrumental focused as well. Yes. Yeah, it, it feels very different, but it's a really interesting evolution for for your project as well and mm. actually when i was reviewing the album i made a mistake and i wrote in my review there are six people in this band and i think it's because mostly because i just don't do my homework obviously <laughs> but it's also that i was sitting and listening to the songs and just hearing each of the guitars and you can just hear them very separately clearly doing each of their things mm. and it's you know a lot of records like you actually it's kind of hard to see who's who's doing what bit especially with guitar focused stuff um yeah. and it's and it's okay if you know a record like you know messes around like that but your band the sound and one of the cool things is you've really got all of this space where you make it sort of clear who's doing what thing and i think particularly on the track lead me home at the end there's really clear guitar lines just each each yeah. one doing their own thing it, it sounds just fantastic so that's why i i heard it and i th- the six people um mm. but not right now i guess so um yeah 
Yeah, well, we we tried to uh, we tried to make it sound like there's three three people playing the guitar at the same time on some parts of the songs, just like you said. And uh, what we did was we've always recorded uh, live in the studio. We've never we have never done like uh, drums first, then bass, then guitar, and guitar. And so we played everything live in the studio except for the vocals. And then we did just a couple of overdubs with uh, Ricky's guitar to try to capture what he would have done. And then we put the vocals and a couple of harmonies and, and overdubs on that. But I mean, I'm still surprised, that I'm still shocked to think about we recorded this album in, I think it was one day of setting up the studios and then three days of recording. Yeah. <laughs> So that is yeah. amazing, especially when you have a 15 minute song. Yes. Which, well, you, know, you don't want to know how many week. times we rehearsed that song. <laughs> <laughs> that song is amazing, by the way. Well, I feel thank like, you. yeah, it's a 15 minute song, but like structurally, you really feel each part coming up and it really each, you know, each, each minute, you know, really has value. And because as you say, compared to maybe some of your earlier stuff it is it's a bit lighter so you you're spending a lot of time in those quieter build-up moments and when yeah. when it is now and it is heavy and and i have to say groovy as well like your band really puts on a good like groove yeah, uh it, yeah it works brilliantly yeah that must be you dennis right <laughs> sometimes <laughs> no but uh, the thing about that song is that we worked on it for two and a half years before we recorded it. And uh, I actually recently, I listened back to one of the early versions that we did in the rehearsal rehearsal space uh, that we re recorded. And it's got even more parts. It was five minutes longer even. Uh, and it was horrible. <laughs> The lyrics were different. There was another vocal melody, uh, and there was a lot of like unnecessary parts and changes that we, after a while, we realized we need to remove a lot of stuff to make this work. And um, like, we worked on it a lot. Yeah, played it almost too many times. And I remember getting because I live two hours from the others. I'm not always in the rehearsal space. And I remember getting a recording one time when I wasn't there and then it was uh, like, I don't know, 15, 17 minutes. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> what am I gonna do with this? <laughs> so um, having said all this, has um, it made the set list? Yes. Yeah. We have tried, uh, We've. We both put it uh, as the opening song on a release party we did uh, last month. And that was nice, I think. Uh, mm -hmm. It worked pretty good. Uh, and also on this tour with uh, This Will Destroy You and The Ocean, we used it as the uh, closer. And that worked really, really good too. Yeah, I mean, it's such a dynamic song, so I think yeah. it, it works. And I think there are, uh, like if you watched us on all three shows 
which I know at least uh, one person outside the band and the bands that played did. Uh, there was uh, this girl, she followed the ocean around on this tour. I think she told us that she saw the last seven shows of the tour. Uh, so uh, she saw all the th three shows, but I think that if you know what to listen for, you can hear uh, small differences in that song every time we play it. Because it's hard to keep track of how many times you've played a certain part and when to start and when to stop. So there's a lot of interaction between us band yeah. members uh, about when to end and start. Parts and I would also say band. that we have a brilliant guitarist in Elias. Yeah. He surprises me like every time we re rehearse, he comes up with something different. And, you know, I try to compliment him and he's like, yeah, it's just because I'm restless, you know, I'm bored. Yeah, yeah he plays. Uh, I'm like, yeah, but still, like, I could never do that. Yeah. So he he's amazing. And he tries to, even, even songs that we've played for, like, a long time, he comes up with new stuff. Yeah. And you're like, why didn't you <laughs> play like that when we recorded the song? So uh, I was delighted to see you get that support slot for the the ocean this will destroy you tour i saw it when it was in the uk because i am a massive this will destroy you fan okay. and ocean are also really cool yeah. um and i was this particularly it was such i mean they were so good live yeah yeah absolutely yeah 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 it must have been amazing i got to stand right at the front of the show i was at and mm -hmm. this that's a band for me they, they've been with me since i since i really like they were kind of the first band in the kind of post-rock style that i heard so for me it was really special i'd seen them like in 2011 or something mm -hmm. as well like a long time ago for yeah. me at least so um yeah so i was so pleased to see you get that slot because i think that an audience that would come to see the both of those bands is very likely to to really enjoy your music um mm -hmm. so how did you feel about that that little tour did you think it went well for you guys it was great yeah amazing playing at those venues there you know yeah it was a big deal for us playing at those venues and then yeah we got to play in front of a lot of people so hopefully we got some new listeners and also i would say one of the best things about this little tour was that the bands and the other bands and their crew they were so nice i mean i was pretty surprised because you never know like when you're at the opening act how they're gonna you know treat you but they were so welcoming and so yeah. nice we had such a good time yeah it's always lovely to hear that like people are like nice in these scenarios because like they're obviously all lovely i think you know by far the vast majority of people in music are all lovely yes. but even then like when you're on a tour like you're tired um yeah. you're 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 tech tech issues is going wrong your travel issues you know or you just might not be having a good day like you don't need a reason for that so like yeah. to hear that people are still nice through all of that is that's really good so yeah awesome so one of the things i really love about death mother is that each of the tracks is really different is kind of aiming to do something else i love how the first two songs they kind of really feel like singles they have they have real hooks which is something your music didn't have sort of up to at th this point, like, and they, you know, they 
they have a real way of grooving and then uh leaving home is a lovely quiet track and then you've got the epic and the cool instrumental so i would i wanted to ask each of you two do you have a favorite track on the record for, for me it's it's actually really hard to, to pick a favorite i know which song i like the least but i'm not going to tell you uh i think it has changed after this mini tour uh the songs i like the best because i've been pretty tired of being called post metal for the last three years so that left kind of a bad taste in my mouth playing the or rather rehearsing the songs that that goes into that realm so to speak um but after playing live and putting the songs together and also we did a completely new song that is not recorded yet on on the last couple of shows we did uh that's completely different to the, the songs on the album uh, i have to say that lead me home and uh, without within those are my two favorite songs uh, uh, i could put the hour in into that mix as well but uh yeah those those are the songs that i take away from the album like i, I want to play them in the future as well yeah, I think it's a hard question. It varies from day to day. But I like like hopefulness in the hour. Like it's a just like hang on, it's about to change. And I like um delivering that on stage. And then I think without within is a bit more challenging like vocally. Uh so I enjoy singing that as well yeah, i can imagine that because quite a lot of those parts it's almost you singing alone and the mm. band is almost like gone completely silent so yeah. that must be that must feel really special yeah. to be like it the, the one the one in control at that moment mm -hmm. yeah it's powerful but also you feel kind of naked i guess <laughs> um, but i really tried to challenge myself and uh, push myself, you know. Yeah, your performance is, is fantastic on this one, so. Thank you. Yeah. It's really interesting to me that you mentioned, you know, you know, juggling the, you know, feeling about being called sort of post-metal. So I was looking at some of you, you have some Spotify playlists that list some of your influences. And one of the clear things that there's a lot of, firstly, there's a lot of like great bands on this. Um, and some of them are my absolute favorites. So you have Lingua Ignota cool. on here. You have Om. Um, I love that album. Swans is listed. That's yeah. that sort of comes through in in what you do as well. But what's sort of a bit missing is like actually a lot of this is is nothing to do with metal. And you yeah. are you're sort of on a metal label. And yes. to be fair to to my website. We're sort of a metal site. I do a lot mm -hmm. of reviews that aren't metal, but we are basically kind of a, a metal site. Mm -hmm. So I, I can completely understand why you're sort of like, you know, oh, uh, it's just like a kind of people, when they pick a genre, it sort of get out of jail for like post-metal, yes. you know. Yes. It's, just, it's, like, it's too easy an answer, right? Like, Well, I, I, I don't blame anyone for labeling us post-metal. It's just that it, it 
collides a little bit with what we would consider ourselves to be might sound a little bit pretentious and i guess it is at the end of the day but we and i we try to like and that's i guess that's why the there's five completely different songs on the album as well we try to not think about boundaries for our music like we we will try anything and if it doesn't yeah. work it doesn't work but if it works and we play it together with the five of us then that's our sound yeah i think we don't really care about the genre no. people want to put us in yeah, um, i mean it's human it's human nature to categorize so uh, i guess we're fine with it but yeah so since we, this is sort of like you're speaking on sort of like a metal outlet i wanted to yeah. ask you um because a lot of these sort of like you know inspirations are clearly like from from a sort of non-metal and even non-rock perspective yeah. were there mm -hmm. any influences you had particularly for the death mother material uh, or just bands you want to highlight that you would sort of recommend to a metal audience um well uh we're talking if we're talking about uh post metal i guess cult of luna is one of the up there on the Mount Rushmore of those kind of bands. Uh, for me personally, I've been influenced a lot over the years by Neurosis. Uh, I started listening to them about 20 years ago when I was a teenager, and they've stuck with me. Yeah, for the last 20 years, listen to them pretty regularly. I've had like a lifelong obsession with black metal as well. Uh, so. Uh, especially the early mayhem stuff has meant a lot to me i grew up listening to like classic heavy metal iron maiden judas priest motorhead those kind of bands they still mean the world to me i have all the records listen to them all the time my five-year-old son loves motorhead and iron maiden so we have that in common so i mean it's not like uh like for me uh metal and heavy metal uh, that's like part of my foundation um but as you mature and grow older you add a lot of other influences for sure yeah i don't know i listen to a lot of music and i love discovering new music but i think i have a tendency to you know be drawn to female vocalists so yeah, I love Lingua Ignota, Anna von Hauswolf. And then also like, I'm a sucker for like folk and country music as well. I would definitely recommend listening to Lankum. I don't know, Lankum from Ireland. Yeah, those are my recommendations. Very good. I just went to the Lingua Ignota final performances, which were in mm. London, she did two dates marvelous so good mm -hmm. and she was just doing it at least for the night i went she was just on piano it, yeah sublime um, it must have been insane yeah uh what was really stunning about it was that as she was playing these pianos she just sort of weaved all of her old songs in and once she finished the song she just went straight into sort of another flourish and then she would end up at a different song and she just did this for the whole performance there wasn't a time anybody could have clapped 
until the very end. So it was really special to sort of just get completely lost in this. And then yeah. finally at the end, and then she came back on and did one song. And then she also did Jolene mm. as a, an extra encore, which is really special. So mm. yeah, that, that was, yeah. And she, she's just put out a new record under yeah. um, her new name, which is also a really special, mm -hmm. interesting album. So yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I think uh, I've listened to Lingua, can't even pronounce her name anymore. I've listened to her a lot too. And I think listening to her inspired, uh, together with listening to Diamanda Galas, a lot of like the free flowing song structures. Like you can do, you can go from anywhere to anywhere. You can change things up. Or you could just do the same thing for 10 minutes straight. Mm. And there's a variation in that too. Because you, you, you find, even though you're playing the same thing, you find new nuances in it all the time. Fantastic. So I wanted to ask you a bit about where you're from. So we we interview different artists all the time yeah. um, from from all over the place. But the place you're from is is very unique. So left in northern Sweden. Um, mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you what is in a sort of touristy way what is life like there and also maybe you know how does that in, impact the band like logistically as well as like mm -hmm. maybe how how does living in a faraway place sounds far away to me um impact the, the music uh, well um first of all we're pretty far up north so doing anything in the south southern parts of sweden that's like more than one day's one day of driving yes yeah. <laughs> so, so we're kind of disconnected from yes, the world very much so and i mean it's common knowledge in in sweden that if you want to make it as a musician you should probably move to stockholm that's not an option because we we don't like stockholm yeah. <laughs> uh, who does I mean, we like to go there, but we don't yeah, want to be there. Exactly. I think, um, you know, we come from a small town of maybe 70,000, 50,000, I don't know. Yeah, something like that. People who live there and, you know, a lot of people work in like, like a mining of, industry or. Yeah, a lot of metal industry as well. Yeah. That's where I have my background. Yeah, but it's a pretty, you know, on the surface, I guess it looks very good. <laughs> you know, people, uh, it's like middle people. class. Then if you scratch the surface, it's you can find some nasty stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of inbreeding. Yes, historically. There's a special disease. Named after this town, yes. Yeah. So it exists uh, in Trileftio and I think maybe some part of Portugal. Yeah. So that's special. Uh, it's, of course, very dark in the winter. And then in the summer, it's light pretty much 24 hours. Uh, there's a lot of snow and in the winter, you don't really do anything. So I think um, that is maybe good for creativity or at least i feel like boredom is if you're bored you need to like come up with something to do yeah. 
Well, it's like if you weren't interested in sports or drinking beer at a really early age, uh, there wasn't a lot of things to do besides listen to records and learn to play the guitar. Mm. <laughs> That's what I did. Uh, yeah, and I also feel like um, people up here, and especially men from the north of Sweden, aren't really that good at expressing themselves. And I feel like I was never really taught uh, how to express my feelings. And so I guess that's why I started writing um, music, because that was a way for me to like channelize that. Um, and I still feel like in Blue that we don't really, I mean, we talk, but we don't really talk that much while we're writing. And I think, yeah, we use the music as a way of communicating very cool so there's a i think a quite famous swedish musician um which I've, i'm come to understand his most famous songs are apparently sort of tied to the idea of the north of sweden and remote areas and this could be completely wrong so but it's the jazz um yeah. record uh jan johansson and i yes. i love that album is that is that one you two are familiar with yes yes Great record. And we also have some great bands from the north. I mean, we mentioned Cult of Luna, of course, and my husband's band, Refused, and Meshuga. Yeah. So there's something about this area, I think. Yeah. How do you translate the mood, Dennis? Uh, like softer kind of sadness. I would say. <laughs> I feel like we have a special like mindset up here. Yeah, it's like uh -huh. you're never quite pleased. No. Yeah, there's always a problem to be found. Yeah. In every situation. And we never really say that things are good up here. We say that they're not bad. Yeah. If you know what I mean. We say we say that a lot in Britain, but, but I'm sure not in the same way. We often say, uh, it's sort of say you say, "How are you doing?" And you always say, "Not bad." Mm. You never. Mm say anything else no i'm not bad it's all mm. in the way that yeah not bad you know that's yeah but yeah. this is kind of reverse reversed when you want to give a compliment you tell someone that they didn't suck yeah <laughs> then you know you did a good job yeah exactly cool i've got one more question um mm -hmm. i wanted to ask you about with your experience with church road as a label i think that's yeah. a, a great home for your music and yeah. I follow a lot of Church Road artists. So how's how's that been for you? Well, they're super cool. Yeah. Um, we met Sammy on Art Tangent. Mm -hmm. Justine had a nasty cold, so she couldn't be there. But I emailed a lot with her, and she's super supportive. Like, get things done. And they're like, they've been super stoked about what we're doing from the start. Because I think, what I realized in this process of getting signed by a label and talking to people in the industry is that we often have like the complete opposite view on everything about just about everything. What do you mean? Like you should do a video, like the industry standard is that you do a video with like uh, a performance part where you head bang and you like look into the camera and stuff like that. And I, I mean, I kind of 
throw up in my mouth when I think about us doing things like that. Uh, so we try to do things our own way, like how you... They've given us a lot of creative freedom, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great way to put it. Mm. Yeah. And when we have presented something that, like, uh, I guess that's part of the northern psyche as well, to question everything you do, even when other people like it. Uh, like, I've doubted my abilities uh, as a songwriter and, like, the constant, mem constant member of the band like what direction we're going in, the graphics, the covers, the band photos, like the music videos. But whenever I sent them, some, sent them something and I felt like I'm not really sure if <laughs> will, will they really like that, will they understand, they like come back with an answer straight away, like this is super duper, just uh, yes, continue doing what you're doing. It's going to be great. And I think that support means a lot. Yeah. And I also want to say that that Justine is in the mix feels great. I mean, we were out on this these three shows now uh, with this We'll Destroy You in the Ocean. And I was the only woman yeah. like on stage and in the crew. In Sweden, so, we call it a sausage party. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, when I got my period, I had no one to ask for, you know, tampons or whatever. So it was uh, not just a structural, structural thing, but also like personally for me, it was a problem. No, but um, there's a lot to be done in that area still. Yeah, my um, I've chatted to Justine uh, a couple of mm -hmm. times and, and Sammy as well. And mm -hmm. um, just as a random example, I was emailing them with the review for a different record and and they're on tour right now and mm. they still like they they like they made a graphic putting our like logo on the band's like photo mm. uh, like completely unprompted to to do a promo post yeah. while they were on tour and i just wondering like they're they're, they're putting so much work uh mm. so i'm i'm sort of amazed and inspired by 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 those two and of course you know their band is awesome as well yeah. so mm -hmm. uh yeah that's great so uh just to finish off i wanted mm -hmm. to ask you if you'd like uh beyond your lovely new album is there any new material or current bands uh that you know who you would like to give a little shout out to well i can do a little bit of both i can give a little update on what we are currently doing we've been writing songs like since after the day we uh, stopped recording death mother we've been working on what's next and i think we have not set a date yet but uh, hopefully we'll we'll be recording a new album before the summer and i think we've done we have like a rough outline of five or six new songs and I think a lot of people will be, well, me personally, especially, I'm, I'm surprised of the kind of path we've taken on the new songs. It's hard to kind of pinpoint exactly, but it's like we're painting with the same colors, but we're using... That's very exciting. It's, it's different, different. 
yeah kind of scary too because i don't know if you like our uh, our other songs if you'll like the new ones kind of strange but at the same time this that's what we do uh but um there's one band in particular that i've been listening to a lot the last couple of months and that's a swedish german band called megatart i really love their latest album i listened that was the album i played most in the truck when we were driving i'm really excited about the new um is she releasing under her own name like kristen hater yeah reverend yeah. kristen hater i think she's calling her yeah name. with yeah with reverend as yeah. yeah that's yeah it's fantastic yeah i haven't uh, really listened to that yet i'll say about that record i i think it's great but the last track is so harrowing that I think I will never listen to it again. And I was listening. I was listening to it under. I was. I was hoovering my house. I was going, okay. walking around like cleaning stuff. And and it's it's just such an emotionally powerful kind of terrifying piece that yeah. I think for me the album ends before that song. Yeah. It's so like it's so it's so powerful. And and this is not an album where she you know her old material was very dark and mm -hmm. very powerful yeah and on this record she almost sort of like steps back from that and yet she's made the, her most terrifying song and it's it's brilliant isn't it <laughs> well i think we in, in this band we're uh, i think we we kind of like music that you have to get used to yeah it's uh, it, at, at, at when you listen to it the first time you're like this is too weird too ugly too harsh too much but then you kind of get into it yeah uh, she was like that for me uh in Gua ignota first time i heard her i was like this is um not my cup of tea but at the same time there was something in the music like drawing you in mm. so like after listening to her albums for two or three times i guess you started to find what's good about it. Yeah, okay. Um, don't really like music that's an easy listen. I love the new Felixoid record. I listened a lot to that on tour. Um, I think it's really cool. I also love uh, that bands are back. Like the trend is, you know, turning, at least here in the northern parts of sweden like kids who are you know maybe 14 15 are starting bands and playing punk yeah. and it's amazing so and they're going to shows you know so i'm really excited about that and yeah. i think there's gonna be some really cool music coming from these parts soon when we had a release party last month uh there was like 90% teenagers in the audience. Yeah. Yeah, that was super cool. Yeah, we had to have like a sober event because one of the bands were like 14, 15 years old. Yeah. Amazing. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. And Phylaxoid is awesome. I've not listened to them since the third album. I just checked. They have had two albums since then or yeah. something. Yeah, wow. I got I got to get on that. That's that's sick. Mm. Fantastic. So thank you so much both of you for joining me. Um thank you, thank you for yeah. having us. Nice cool. talking to you.